0: What's up, Barcel nation? It's your boys, Adele and the Baker, with another uh, Scarf Life episode. Adele, how you doing, man?
1: Man, I am doing good. MLS is back, back, back again. It's back, part two. Back part, at least two, right? Then the Utah Jazz are doing pretty good, right? Beating up on those Colorado teams. Hey, one of my favorite things in the world is beating up on Colorado teams. It really is. I even rooted for the Red Sox against the Crappets. No. Who's their baseball team? Rockies. Right. Rockies. Uh, in that playoff series, the World Series, many years ago, I just, there's some, I get, a, I get a certain amount of pleasure seeing Colorado teams getting beat up. I mean, genuinely beat up it got to the point of this is how far this goes man it's sickening right the first time i went to denver it was for work and i was walking down whatever their main street is called like 16th street or something it's actually real nice man it's a it's a really nice city man like like beer capital united states or something like so many i think they have more microbreweries per capita than any other city in the country go figure right but anyways that's not the point the point is I was lost, and I was just asking random strangers for directions. The nicest people I've met in my life, man. The nicest people. And you know what? I hated it. I absolutely hated it because I want to hate them. So I didn't talk to anyone for the rest of the trip. Right. I just stayed quiet because, like, I don't want them to be nice. I want to hate them. I want to hate them so badly. So Jazz beat the, their basketball version of the Crappets. And we get the chance to beat them two more times in this year upcoming, what is it, six games of MLS play? And I'm super excited. I'm yeah. psyched. I'm pumped.
0: Of of phase one. Keep in mind there's probably gonna be two more
1: phases, which Hey man. I- I'll 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 take it I'll take an opportunity to whoop some Colorado booty regardless of the phase. Fair? So that's how I'm doing. How are you doing?
0: I'm. Uh, I am good. Um, yeah, it, it's uh, maybe not quite as enthusiastic as you are, but yeah, it is. It is technically a. It feels weird to say technically, because like you know, it, it was never technically a soccer game. Like it is a soccer game, and MLS is back, and we're having a, an away game this weekend. But it still feels like this really weird, you know. I don't know. Like all of these little mini breaks are kind of starting to take their toll. Um, but yeah, uh, we've we've got the crappets uh, this Saturday. Um, and found something out. So turns out the game we beat them in MLS's back tournament play did not count at all towards the Rocky Mountain Cup, but both of these games will.
1: Oh. Okay.
0: So. So we're we're pl- we're playing for for silverware,
1: folks. I'll tell you one thing. My personal opinion, when it comes to United States-based trophies, the second prettiest trophy I've ever seen. Right, the only prettier one that I've made no secret about this over the past few years is the U.S. Open Cup. Man, that is a pretty looking trophy. Absolutely pretty that Mount, uh, Rocky Mountain Cup, that is also a super pretty-looking trophy. Yeah, it's it's classic. It's got a classic look. And if nothing else, you know what? The whole season can go to crap. We can always say, well, at least we beat up on the crappets. So we're well, very much assuming, looking forward to it.
0: Assuming we beat up on the crappets.
1: Well, of, course, of course, we're going to beat up on the crappets, man. But again, let me ask you a different question before we get into the schedule. No, 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 hold said, on.
0: You said something about the U.S. Open Cup? Yes, that's fun, canceled. Fun, yeah, canceled. First time in hundred and six years. Yep,
1: it There's was the a... oldest running international, continuously running international tournament, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, I thought it was a yeah, yeah. I guess it's not a domestic tournament. You mean not international? I mean,
1: yeah, I mean, it's a. I mean, the Worldwide. longest running, yes the world longest running na- domestic tournament, soccer tournament.
0: Yep, in, in the, the world. world. Is yeah. What I meant to say. Yeah. Hundred and six years. That's crazy. It's I as somebody who, you know, we're ourselves fans. Like we're programmed not to care about the US Open Cup. I think that comes from years of Petkey rolling out <laughs> weird hybrid monarchs. Literally throwing.
1: not showing up and going to get training done. Remember mm. that?
0: Yeah. It's um yeah, it's it's crazy stuff. Uh, and so I think from that from this like total lack of okay the team clearly is not rolling out the best possible outcome for the U.S. Open Cup as a fan I'm conditioned to just like blow it off like well I don't care about it Uh, but I was genuinely sad to see that thing get canceled you know I'm a dude that you know I I appreciate a nice history and uh, 106 years is you know it's a good place to rest your hat on but I was sad to see them like I wish they would have had like, you know, like invite like 10 teams, have a really small one just to say you did it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually that's what I was thinking. They could have done like an MLS's back back again. Right. Like get sponsored by Slim Shady from O2. Guess who's back. Right. Man, they missed so many marketing opportunities there. Corona. Right. Slim Shady. He just made an album, by the way. Did you know that? I just learned that today, that in January, Eminem came out with a new album. But no, I, I, I kind of share your, your pain or discomfort there. There's something that hurts a little bit. Like, just, yeah, you're right, man. Just whatever. Get them all in the same city. Knock out all of the games in seven days. See what happens. Who cares? You know what I mean? Just for, yeah. for the sake of continuation. Could I, have I done think
0: something. in their defense, though, it, you know, the U S open cup is not an MLS only thing. And I know that there's a lot, like it'd have to be a much bigger tournament. And I know a lot of those small teams can't, you know, necessarily afford to travel all, all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Would have been nice to see them figure something out. End of, end yeah, look, of an era,
1: I'm, end of an I'm, era. I'm, well, it's, yeah, I'm half joking here. They obviously are doing the, you know, the responsible thing and, and, and whatnot, So I'm glad to see that happening. But, you know, at the end of the day, you're right. It is a little sad. Anyways, speaking of all the sadness, this like on again, off again, on again, off again, what's happening here, what's happening there, I cannot shake the feeling a little bit, a little bit, I cannot shake the feeling that we're getting this, the rest of the season kind of just shoved on our throats. Are you going to watch some soccer? Like, we're going to have some soccer. Just, I mean, I'm not complaining. I'm just saying it's accompanied with this feeling of, and we'll go through the schedule in just a little bit here, but like, you're going to play every three or four days. Again, as a fan, I'm like, hell yeah, let's do it. But it almost feels a little bit like, hey, we're going to do this phase. What happens if phase one is the last phase, right? What if we do all this and there's no champion at the end of the day? Am I going to complain? Probably not. Not like we're going to win anything. Right. but I will be left a little puzzled. Like, what just happened? You know what I mean? Do you do you know what I'm talking about? Do you get yeah. that feeling at all? I,
0: I think I think we talked about this at the last episode. Maybe not. We didn't probably clarify because I think we we had just kind of gone over the schedule a little bit. It had been released a little earlier. Um, but yeah, it's like there's. There's six games and I, I think that's what I even titled up. So it was like six games in three weeks. What could go wrong? Um it I, I think that the league is desperately trying to generate some ad revenue. I think that's why we had MLS's back to begin with. And now they're going, well, you know, let's let, let's try to get in a f- as close to a full season as we possibly can. Um I I do think if phase one in like the local you know, facilities and stuff goes well, and I mean, even like I think the scrutiny is going to be on a on like, the, so the scrutiny for MLS's back is on the league, right? The whole league is responsible for the well-being of everyone, and anything that goes wrong in that tournament, and thankfully, nothing really, you know, other than those two teams having to leave. Um, anything going wrong is a is is a direct fault of the league. Now it's like. Oh, if Nashville has a breakout, that's on Nashville and that's Nashville's problem and maybe the team that traveled to Nashville. And if they choose to have fans or not have fans or you know, invite the press or not invite the press, it now now the responsibility fa- falls along to the team alone and it won't necessarily slow down. You know, you'd have to have like simultaneous like breakouts of the pandemic like with the teams. I think, to get the season to stop at this point.
1: So basically at this point, it's like this. Let me let me rephrase, if I may, and simplify it for my own mind. If your team has a COVID breakout, you're done. So you have even more incentive. Because I don't see how you reincorporate them back into the league. I don't think there's enough time to make up any games. If Dallas has another breakout, and not to say they had a breakout, right? They had a...
0: And they had, they had quite a few people test positive when they were at the right,
1: but they, they but they got over it, right? But that's what I mean. This 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 virus is so <clears throat> spread so easily. All you need is a couple of people to test positive, and you can basically assume anyone that was around them has it at that point. So it almost seems to me like there's there's an extra incentive for all the teams to stay healthy and also enforce COVID. Uh, security and safety measures because i just i don't see how you overcome something like that these days right uh it's 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 a really good point it is and i personally so let's talk about this a little bit before we get into the schedule i am a fan of you know what wherever you're playing go off of your local guidelines right i mean even the country itself cannot come up with a singular and national guideline. Why, why, how could the MLS? So in Salt Lake, there are certain guidelines, right? In Nashville, there's probably different guidelines in Florida. It's probably a free for all, whatever. Like it's going to be all 17 people. that usually show up to Miami games and Orlando games probably will be there. It's, I am, I'm a fan of that. I have no problem with the MLS saying, Hey, Go based on your local guidelines. Whether you want to have fans or do not want to have fans, how many fans you want, up to y'all. You figure right. it out. What are your thoughts yeah. on that? Yeah,
0: I mean, it like when you say it, it it makes sense. But I think the problem is like that kind of falls apart pretty quick quickly under you know thirty seconds of scrutiny, because there is a home team and a visitor team. So if you have a visiting team from like a region that you know obviously they shouldn't travel if they have positive cases but sometimes they might travel without knowing they have positive cases and i think given the nature of teams hosting other teams like that's good on paper and all but ultimately when you have a visitor and so not only just the team but the staff that supports that team um you know and everyone that travels with the team and and service and you know bus drivers and and everything that goes into that, I, I feel like now you're risking you know I think there's an element of exposure there that that while I agree with you like using regional guidelines is a good first step. I feel like it's the type of thing that you know it it falls apart under under a little bit of scrutiny in my opinion.
1: well uh, allow me please to apologize. I meant the fans. Oh. I think the players and staff, they're probably under MLS rules and guidelines. Right. Right. I meant the stadiums. The stadiums or stadia? I heard from someone the other day that stadia. I'm like, yeah, even if it is, I'm never going to use that.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, just go with stadiums. <laughs> let's, let's not pretend so, to be something we not.
1: <laughs> so... I meant stadiums and fans specifically, not so much. I'm assuming, and I don't know this, I'm assuming that the players and staff are all under the same guidelines, right? In addition to that, have you heard the news that the the NBA of all the organizations in all of the world, the NBA sponsored and paid for this new test that they're doing right now? It's a saliva-based test. And it gives you results back within three hours. Have you heard about that?
0: No, but it kind of sounds like the type of thing that you might have made up or like read the headline off of on like a.
1: Bro, where you have know. you been over the past couple of weeks? That's what the NBA bubble is doing. They literally they they pay well. So, they they were the money, and they also were the testers of this of this test. It was one of the major major uh, research institutions. I can't remember if it's Carnegie Mellon or. Pennsylvania or one of those huge institutions that actually developed it for the NBA bubble. You haven't heard about this? It just okay. got yeah, FDA yeah. approval. Yeah. Saliva
0: based coronavirus test funded by NBA. Did you just Google me? I did. Yeah. I mean, I'm, did you we just have,
1: fact check me?
0: We have a small responsibility <laughs> to the handful of people that tune in to make sure we're not providing just totally false and like and in my defense wouldn't be the first time you have heard or have read something that you spat it off as gospel
1: right whatever um but this is this is this is this is big time because it just got the fda approval emergency moving forward you know skipping the multi-year process which has its up and downsides i'm assuming i'm sure we'll find all sorts of loopholes and holes in this test a few months from now but that's not the point it is approved it is going into the market. It's going to be super cheap. And most importantly, well, okay, not most, not nowhere near most importantly. But in this scheme, within this venue, within the MLS and this, let's not spread it to everyone else. We're going from a turnaround time on tests that there were two to three days to three hours, right? So you literally test a team as they were getting on a plane. And by the time they land, you have the results, basically. Right. Right. So I, I feel like this, this gives them a lot more. I think they should do that for fans, to be honest with you. I mean, how cool would it be to, like, on your way into the stadium, and we'll get to that in a second, you get tested, and by the time the game's over, you have your results. <laughs> that like would a, be pretty a, badass. Like a, like a perk, like a freebie? <laughs> well, a freebie. Apparently, the cost of this is going to be 10 bucks per.
0: Right. right. But, I mean, so, in that scenario, what happens when you're at the game, enjoying the game, and then you leave the game, you get your result, and it's like, yeah, the person next to you. Well,
1: there's that. Hey, you know, man. Sometimes we it's don't better have not to, to know. We don't have to go from zero to perfect. All right? Incremental improvements. That's right. all I'm asking for is incremental improvements.
0: Well. But anyways. Yeah, I don't know um, when I'm, we became a about healthcare podcast, but th- there it is.
1: Isn't COVID. everyone in a healthcare expert these days? I'm pretty sure I have my like Facebook doctorate by now when it comes to infectious diseases. So does everybody else. I was going to say but you anyways.
0: and the rest of my friends, quote
1: unquote friends. <laughs> uh, so I'm not sure how we got to this. I'm super excited and I'm really I'm glad that they're letting each team make their own decisions around um, fan attendance. What do you want to get to next? The schedule or should we talk about the actual attendance at Rio Tinto for for a little bit
0: I mean yeah man, I think you were talking about the whole it felt like soccer was being shoved down our throats and and I think part of that stems from the tournament um and, and not the tournament the rest of the phase one well, of the let season. Me, before well, maybe let's going. get into that
1: before you keep going I just want to re-emphasize I might have used the wrong well okay is there a way to say it feels like someone is shoving this thing down my throat? In a non-negative way. No, no it, sexual it, jokes.
0: Right. <laughs> um <laughs> no man, it's I, I I and I think this is where we're getting into this, and we briefly touched on this in the last episode as well, but I think it's worth like like there is such a thing as too much of a good thing. Um so like you and I try to record an episode usually before a game, right? Like that. That's yeah. that's that's a goal of ours. Um, every once in a while, maybe an episode after a game, but we we kind of try to keep it regular. I'm telling you right now, just doing podcasts on the current schedule is going to be impossible. So I can't imagine having to play the actual damn thing. Um, yeah, and you know, it, it's I. Uh, this was not confirmed with a couple of interviews that Freddie did. Um, in most scenarios, so the team is flying charter or they're chartering a bus where appropriate. Um,
1: Where's that appropriate?
0: Um, like uh, n- No, New England. So, so, like you know, the East region where you've got teams that are a couple oh, hours. Okay, drive okay, from okay. Each got, other. got it, got
1: it. You're not talking about. Uh, so talking RSL, about the league, talking about yep, MLS yep, in general. Yep. Got it. Okay. But
0: in most cases, the teams will be arriving and leaving the same day as the game. So yeah. like, and w- which when you look at the actual dates is, is the only way to do it. Cause like a day of travel yeah. before and a day of travel after the game literally leaves you. So like there's a, there's the home game against Seattle, September 2nd. That's a, so like, let's say you're traveling September 3rd, September, that, that gives you September 4th and 5th at Minnesota, like you have two days, you know, there's no, there's no value essentially in being there early. Um, Yeah. It's so, yeah. um, I I think when you compound the fact of how much travel, I I think some of the distances of travel uh, times between games, it's, it's, it's going to be wild. Like as a fan, it's just going to be difficult to keep track of all of these games and, you know, let alone, you know be fully engaged in every single one of them
1: yeah no i totally look man i totally understand what you're saying i agree with what you are saying mm-hmm. i would just i would lower the level of pittiness i feel towards our players and all, all the players you know what pay me whatever what's the average like okay not the average the average kind of sucks but let's just say pay me 450 a year we'll be we'll be pumping out a podcast a day you want a six-hour podcast sure done deal
0: <laughs> yeah but there's not that many guys getting 450
1: right i know that i know what i'm i, I know what you're talking about look right. and, and and it's not not the, the answer to everything is not money right you I mean, also have to remember there there is going to be fatigue that which means teams are not going to play with their first uh, lineups all the time depth is going to be absolutely tested um, I'm assuming, and again, not a doctor, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if injuries start ramping up, right? You're, you're, you're not getting a good night's sleep in a hotel the night before. You're flying. If you've, you know, if, whoever has, if you've ever flown four hours before in a row, you know you're not all stretched out when you get there. Um, there's jet lag. There's a million different things. Right. I am assuming that every team has a, a, a staff member Oh, their science. payroll. Yeah, whose job is to figure this stuff out. So I'm sure they're ahead of it. But it still doesn't. Look, I used to travel for work a lot, obviously pre-corona. I have done the trips where I would fly Salt Lake to San Francisco in the morning, being all, all day meetings, and then fly back. These are meetings. I'm sitting in boardrooms, Right? and when i come back i don't i can't remember what city i'm in even though it's literally the same city i started my day in it feels like i woke up a week ago right it was literally just earlier that morning it, it there's something to it, it there's something to just hitting you know getting into a city and just hitting the ground running even if it's just for a business meeting i can't even imagine what it would be landing then probably going straight to the stadium getting some food and then playing a game right and then afterwards you shower get dressed you're back on a bus you're back on a plane you're back in your own bed that night like i can't even imagine and oh guess what and about two days later you get to do it all over again right right like when do you practice or do they not practice do they just yeah. turn it into what the NBA is doing which is just video sessions right i mean that's actually a really good
0: point like it's they're little, I mean, other than the the six-game gap between the away Minnesota game and the home Colorado game, September 6th to September 12th. Six-day gap, is that what you meant? So, yeah, what I say? Game. Oh, yeah, six-day gap. The six-day gap between the last two games of our Phase 1, um, there, there straight up isn't room to host any kind of, you know, like practice. Like maybe you, got, you have guys run a little – you know, do some, uh, do some trust exercises to quote, uh, coach Lazo <laughs> or Lazo. Um, and, and, and yeah, oh, you no. know, it, it's, it like, it's, it's gonna have to be all video sessions. And that worries me given our young kind of group. Um, this was something I alluded to in, in once again, to people should really go just listen to the last episode if they haven't yet already. But in the last episode, I I think I discussed like the quality falling off in the middle of the tournament, like, because you are going to have to rest guys. Like there's, there's no way everyone can play every game. Um, You got to be selective about when players play and, you know, you got to optimize your probabilities for points. Um, But yeah, it's, it's going to be tough, man. It's going to be brutal. Yeah. I'm not, you know, I don't want to, like, it's great to have regular season back and it's cool to be playing for something. And, uh-huh. you know, I'm glad it's against Colorado and the Rocky Mountain Cup is, quote, unquote, on the line. Um, but, yeah, man, that, that schedule that we went over, like and, – and then there's the, the teams themselves, which we got into a little bit last time. But Colorado are the, quote, unquote, easy e- uh, easy opponents. And we've got, you know, in order of appearance, L.A., Portland, Seattle – and Minnesota, like there, there is no easy team anywhere in that list.
1: Yeah, uh, and when you when you uh, when you say L.A., we're talking about the good L.A.
0: L.A.F.C. Right? Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, not, not the, the Galaxy. Not the bad L.A. Yeah, yeah. No, listen, man. I, I want to be very clear with you, myself, and the rest of the six people that listen to us on this, the RSL Nation this entire rest of this season. It's just a crapshoot. It's just a nice to have. It's not like we were gonna win a damn thing this year anyways. It is the year 2020. It is a difficult time. I would I would suggest we just utilize at least six scheduled games, could be 18 more. I mean, could be 12 more on top of that if we do the phases correctly as entertainment, as nothing but a distraction from the every day that's happening out there, right? We have the the, the the virus, we have you know people losing their jobs, we have the economy, we have, and I, I'm not gonna get into any of these, I'm just saying. We have an election coming up. <laughs> We're, we live in really weird, weird freaking times right now. I would recommend, and I hate to, and you know me, I'm usually not happy-go-lucky, just tune in for ninety minutes. Watch right. the game, get distracted, and maybe that distraction is necessary. Maybe it is necessary for you to get upset and mad and pissed at what's happening on the pitch, right? Yeah, yeah. Because but for ninety minutes, just forget the other stuff, man. Right. Just right. forget the, it. The just tune stuff. in. Yeah, for yeah. sure. No, no, no.
0: Yeah, you're 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 right, and I and I I would like to, I would I think. The riot RSL, this podcast, the Facebook and Twitter pages that accompany it, have been that for us for a very long time. Anyway, like it, it's you know Section 35 is therapy in my my mind. Yeah, um, yeah, you know, ultimately, you're right? There is so as you were talking through all that, and this this isn't on the you know on the script. Happy go lucky, enjoy it for what it is. It's footy. Let's not turn our noses up at it. Is there any kind of performance that you would that you would see out of this phase one that would make you question the viability of the team, coaching staff, front office, whatever
1: you mean beyond what I've already been questioning them on
0: y- yeah I mean I think I think no. I'm alluding to the San Jose game leaving a really bad taste in our mouth, but I think neither yeah. you or I have you know. And, and nor did I think it was appropriate to be on the whole, like, Hey, Freddie out. Cause I'm, I don't think I'm there yet. Um, no, no, no,
1: no, 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 uh, no I don't No. Is there, it, does this represent a potential opportunity? Again, this is, uh, remember what I just said. It's, it's a distraction, right? Right. But if I am working for RSL, whether as a player or an evaluator, a scout or a coach, it is an opportunity, right? Uh, it is an opportunity to evaluate some players. If I am a youngster in the academy, well, not maybe not the academy, but say with the Monarchs or, or one of those guys that would usually not get playing time with RSL, with the first team, this is, if, I mean, if I'm not getting time now, I will never get right. that time. Right. I'm playing like every three, four days, right? So I would see it as an opportunity for those. I would say it is a good opportunity for us to evaluate some players and by us i mean us as an organization not like we are part of it we just sure. run the family <laughs> um but it is a good time for us to evaluate some of those things i i don't i don't see what could possibly happen in this season that would make me say things like freddie out
0: okay we or, lose every single game phase one you're not there no interesting I don't know if I can say that
1: no. I mean it is a blanketed statement I mean yeah what if he just goes out there and starts like basically the monarchs Oh okay actually that wouldn't do it because that would be him trying to figure out some things um, I mean look I'm obviously making a blanket statement because we' asking a blanket question no right. okay so to answer your question to, so to answer your question there is not nothing. Not, I'm sure that's super perfect English grammar right there. There is not nothing that could happen to make me question or wonder or, for, or, or to ask for certain players to not play, for certain players to play, for certain personnel to be out. But I, it would be a lot. It would be something that I would consider unreasonable. And it, that would be a lot because I'm taking the rest of this season As a nice to have, again, as a distraction, as a building block for next year. And we, as an academy centered and based uh, team, actually can probably benefit from this year more than a lot more than some other clubs. I mean, put yourself in the shoes of LAFC, right? You got Vela on the payroll for what? Six. Or sixty or six hundred million dollars, whatever the hell he's making.
0: Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's probably closer to the first one, not
1: the other two. Yeah, it's like six to seven. I know it's public knowledge, but um, like you don't. Uh, there's a lot of pressure around that. We don't have that pressure, even if you put yourself in the even someone like a Minnesota. I'm not sure what they're paying, but they got some. They got some big hitters on that team now, right? I mean, look at Miami. Miami just signed uh, what's his name, a Tweedy. From I, Juventus,
0: from, right? I mean, let's let's acknowledge that for what it is. Like that's yeah, not that's not no, the signing that it looks like on paper. Like
1: he yeah. is still good, bro. I bet he he is. I compare him. Like he's gonna be incredible. He's like, I, I think he's one of those guys. Well, okay. So never mind. Okay, let, let's let's <laughs> let's finish this up first. Right. So so yeah, there there are things that could happen for me and you to be talking six or seven or eight days from now and me saying X and Y and Z needs to happen. Right? Right. And there will be things I, here's, let me, so let's take it to the next level. I want to, I want some answers. I, as not just as a, as a fan, not a fan, as as a diehard of RSL, I need answers to some questions. And one of those questions I need answered is the future of Kyle Beckerman, right? I absolutely need the question of our number nine answered. And you posted a really good article the other day on the page, I need that question answered. If Sam Johnson does not at any point for the rest of this return of the season become our go-to number nine, day in and day out or game in and game out, why keep him? I see, I don't know why in the world. We, I, I need that question right. answered. I need the question answered of who's our long-term goalkeeper, right? That that question needs to be answered. If it's a throwaway season, well, mm-hmm. if it's a practice season, why not put one of the youngsters in, right? Right, it's it's a Joa being the obvious youngster in that scenario. Really the only youngster in that scenario. Right. Yes. So if if I am Freddie and I'm, pro, I'm approaching the season as a practice season, and I just – Freddie, we know he's listening to us because last time he started our lineup. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Freddie, I am giving you a pass. You can literally – just come out and say – you don't have to come out and say a damn thing. You say everything with your actions. Use this season – to build up next season and the season after and the season after start the kids get in there. But if I'm seeing this like wishy-washy a little here, a little there, right? Sam starts like every third game and gets substituted in every other game. And then Kyle is starting again. But I just, yes, that's the kind of stuff that would draw it out of me. What I'm saying is free, free pass. I mean, hall pass, get out there, Learn some stuff.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I I appreciate like the spirit of what you're saying. I, Freddie, I don't think just from reading what people are saying on the page, I don't think Freddie has this hall pass that you've made up in your mind. No, um, I'm
1: giving him one. I'm not. I don't know if anyone else right, is
0: right. <laughs> because I'm like, if if he does what you're suggesting, dude's gonna find himself unemployed before the year's out. Like that, that's straight up a fact.
1: Well, that's because you're assuming it's not going to be successful. I, I mean, th- I mean, shame on you for assuming that.
0: R- right. It, it could in theory all turn out exactly how it's supposed to. And if that's the scenario, then, you know, fantastic. But it, it's very rare that you're, that a team will quote unquote go out and test things and experiment and try different and play the young guys and, you know, give minutes to like the third string goalie and then still be successful at the end of the year. Like that's, that's a, I, I don't think I've ever seen that happen. Um, I would love for ourselves to be the exception, but I don't think that's generally how the sport operates.
1: Um, okay. Let me ask you, sorry. It's sorry not really an but assumption. You, you bring up a really important point there. You have to also remember our GM is what, like nine years old. Right. Yeah, he's, he's like he's like 35. <laughs> so if you're the GM of RSL right now, and let's just say you're the GM of RSL, which means you're probably buddy buddy with uh, you know the owner, which means you're probably sitting down there, you, you talk to him on a regular basis. He's your boss, he's your direct boss. Well no, there's there's a line between them, isn't there? The president. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah, there, you probably talk to them on a regular basis. And here's the thing I would ask for. I mean, and if I'm figuring this out and it's not my job to figure this out, why wouldn't he? Wouldn't you ask for something like, hey, man, um, I would like to evaluate. My job is to build the best team we can possibly build. However, I currently do not know what team we have or I have at my disposal. Right? We have guys who haven't seen action." And then we have guys who are leaving next year probably anyways. Like, why are we wasting our time with them? They're smart people. If you and I can understand that RSL is not winning the MLS Cup this year, they can too probably. Right but like you, you
0: you I think you're ignoring the dynamic of fans like I'm I'm not fans okay Fans will
1: be fine fans No no fine. fans
0: fans will literally not turn up if you lose too many times Well
1: they way. will literally not turn up because no one is turning up this year Sure but still, you know
0: you know what I mean
1: like probably like, get the 5000 but but there, but there is that somebody dynamic somebody moves. I I understand what you're saying but I th- this is why this is one of those reasons why this year, this season, is represent represents a unique opportunity for especially someone like an RSL. You're right. This is if this is just a regular standard season, and we finish. Let's just say we pull a Colorado from a couple of years ago. Hell, last year, right? Yeah, less people will show up to Riot next year. But this is such a unique time. I think if. Come March, let's just assume we're restarting in March. Let's just for a moment assume there's a vaccine. We're back to 100%. 100% capacity. You don't think the riot will be packed, no matter what the results are this year.
0: I mean, yeah, the riot hasn't been like packed regularly for a very long time
1: now. When I say packed, I don't mean completely sold out at 20,000, but it's still averaging like north of 16.
0: Right, Right, but there was a time when it would be sold out
1: every right, time
0: like an entire season would go and the every seat would be sold
1: there used to be a time when i had a full head of hair that doesn't matter right what well, i'm telling you next year next season right provided we're back to normal-ish world
0: mm-hmm.
1: right gonna be packed no matter what
0: y- yeah and- i disagree with the no matter what i think i i, no matter I think what. there are scenarios where I mean, define, like, I think there's going to be north of 10,000. I don't think there's anything that Freddie could do between now and this hypothetical March of 2021 where, or, or the GM or, you know, the lawyer, whoever that they could, there isn't enough time to do the kind of damage where all of a sudden Rio Tinto only has like 10,000 people in it. It's not possible. But they probably
1: have more than 10,000 season ticket carryover. So they already sold 10,000.
0: Right, right. But if less, but if, you know, suddenly 2,000 less people show up per game on average, that's a, that's a noticeable gap in your, in your sales. Like that, that's going to matter.
1: I understand that. What I'm saying is the draw to go back to Rio Tinto. This is so maybe we get into that next. We are going to talk about attendance at the next home game next week. I'm not gonna go. That's a teaser there. It would take an act of (laughs) let let me say this way: it would take a global pandemic to get me to not go to Rio Tinto. Right. That's well, it literally that's what it took. Right. To get me to not go to Rio Tinto. Yeah. Reality is on the ground. Let's just again assume March of next year. Yeah, man, I don't know what the hell it would take for me to not go to Rio Tinto Stadium next year. Um, And I'm assuming that a lot more people than usual are in that boat. I think half of their sales job is done. Yeah,
0: you're you're hitting them with the pent-up demand theory. Absolutely.
1: Well, that's yes, that's part of it. But secondly, this is where I think communication and marketing makes sense or is very important you let the fans know what you're doing, right? You don't have to say it, but I'm going to look at that starting lineup in the first game, and I'm going to know what they're doing. If he's got like seven academy, seven seven youngsters out there, I'm like, okay, I see what he's doing. Do Do I think there's any higher or lower chance of us winning silverware other than this Rocky Mountain Cup this year? Whether he starts... Seven youngsters or the strongest possible team? No. Right. We're not winning a thing this year.
0: Nothing. So, so with that in mind, what does a successful, assuming we play all three phases, what does success look like? You know. Like, realistically, like, like at some point, there has to be a metric that we have to strive for, right? Like, and, and keep, like, what do you think it is for the team? Like, do you think the team's going around like, hey, yeah, we're not winning anything this year? No, no, you can't be doing that to the team.
1: Uh, in my mind, and again, not a coach here, it's answering some of those questions I just asked. So I need to, I, I as a fan, need to know what we're doing next year. And if I'm a GM, I need to know this even more. Are we keeping Sam Johnson are we playing with a number nine? What's Freddie's strategy long-term on offense, right? Um, I think we're, we're kind of answering some of the wings. I think we got the wings there. I think I don't even need answers on our on our outside backs. I think we're there, right? Um, I'm semi-comfortable knowing what we're doing in cent- central midfield. I need to know what we're doing with the number nine. Well, obviously, we also, I'm, I'm comfortable and know what we're doing with the number 10 and the number 8. I need to know what we're doing with the number 9. I need to know what we're doing with the goalie, the goalkeeper position. Like those two, if, if this season ends and I don't know what we're doing there, and it's clear, or at least it's clear that we don't know, I don't know what we're doing, that's not a successful season to me. Secondly, despite all of the crap I just talked, I would like these youngsters to perform, right? So making the playoffs is we make the playoffs and figure out the answers to the number nine and the number one question, success, absolute success in my mind.
0: Yeah. I mean, yours, what about you? those, Those are like, I mean, the first part about like having a figured out, you know, like, like that's, that's not soccer success. That's, that's GM success. And like, if, it, it is so obvious to everybody with eyes that watches more than two consecutive RSL games that we need to figure out attack. Like, like that's not success. That's, that's literally the bare minimum of doing your job. Like, yo, you can't win a game unless you score. So like, just, attack.
1: but I, I need to, I need to figure out that one position. That's mm-hmm. it. That one, I need to figure out, Not. I'm not trying to, I'm not saying we need to solve the puzzle, but I'm, Success. I have much lower standards than that. How about this standard? Do we keep Sam Johnson or not?
0: Right, but that's not a that's not a soccer success. Like, the, I and just to be obvious, just to be clear, I think the answer to that is obviously not. The for whatever reason, his he peaked at RSL last year when he was like one of the most efficient strikers. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if that injury just never healed properly. Um, I don't know if it's an attitude thing or some of those weird interviews that he did, but him and freddy for whatever like he's not freddy's guy and there's nothing wrong with that let's let's try to get as much
1: value out of him as we can and let the man get on with his life Um, yeah perfect so make martinez make make it known to everyone martinez on number nine right forward right but for
0: me but for me that's not that's not success that's literally you know doing your job this and the transfer window is open right now. Like, if we don't bring, okay. So in a maybe, striker, maybe,
1: maybe, maybe I'm trying to do his job. So okay. So let, let's just, yeah. Don't worry about mine. I have the right. simple two. Let me ask yours.
0: Yes, I think making the playoffs of success. Making the playoffs is m- mandatory. Like it has to happen. There are twelve uh, teams in the West. Uh, eight make the playoffs this year because of the weird COVID format. Looking at this, I can think of four teams worse than Real Salt Lake right now. That being said, I know for a fact all of these teams are retooling um, as we speak. Like every single one of them is trying to get better. I know FC Dallas signed two guys in the last week. Um, You know, Vancouver, I think, is a team that's weaker than Real Salt Lake. I think FC Dallas is a team that's weaker than Real Salt Lake. I think the LA Galaxy. Uh, are a team that is weaker than Real Salt Lake right now. I think that's going to change before the transfer windows uh, closed. And I think realistically the Colorado Rapids are a team that is weaker than Real Salt Lake. So I I think, I think saying we are a top eight team in the West, like even by our, like, let's, let's be clear. We've been pretty disenfranchised as fans. Um, And I think we refer to ourselves as a middle of the table club two episodes. It was the episode after the San Jose game middle of the club or middle of the table clubs should make the playoffs this year. Like that's, that has to happen. We don't make the playoffs. I'm, I'm, I can see myself really hopping on the Freddie out bus. Oh,
1: okay. Interesting.
0: But here's the thing. Like I get that COVID's a weird year, but it's weird for everyone. It's, it's not like LAFC are sitting there going, yep, we're immune from all of this crap that we have to plan around, but we're still getting it done. Like, at some point, I need him to get it done. And to me, that being better than four teams that I just mentioned seems very doable.
1: I totally understand what you're saying, and I and, and, and I 25% agree with what you're saying. I understand 100% agree with 25%, and this is a non-scientific number. But I'm looking at teams, I'm looking at the standings right now. So let's just run through them super quick, right? First is SKC, followed by okay. Minnesota, Portland. L.A.F.C. Seattle San Jose Colorado is in seventh. Then Vancouver in eighth. R.S.L. in ninth. Dallas in tenth. Houston eleven. L.A. Galaxy at the very bottom, in twelfth. Right. Right. That's also satisfying. Same time R.S.L. is at in ninth, Mm -hmm. with six points. Right. L.A.F.C. is in fourth, with nine points. Right. Literally a game between. All these five different spots. And by the way, third for Portland is 10, Minnesota is 11, SKC is 12. It's not like anyone's running away with it yet. So well, right. standings I mean, don't there's, – There's only been standi- five games. Right. So standings don't – do not mean much yet. And I'm looking at some of this group. All right. So I'm looking at SKC. SKC just had their – I mean, imagine being SKC. is GM. I just made – the most by far not just by little far by a galaxy most expensive purchase i've ever made in the club's history and then this happens right that's a shortcut season i'm not getting my money back i have a what what did they pay for him 10 million dollars sitting on the bench i mean, not even on the bench sitting at home doing nothing right um we know Minnesota has a couple of uh, big earners. I can't remember the, the Timbers very much. Obviously, LAFC has a lot. Seattle has a lot. lot teams. They're a more from my perspective, just from a monetary perspective, to perform this year than we do. That's where my, I don't want to call it laissez-faire, but experimental year approach comes from. Now, do I want to make the playoffs? Yes. If we don't make the playoffs, just based on whether we do or don't make the playoffs, would I be on the Freddie out train? Absolutely not. Not at all.
0: Yeah, we will have to disagree on that. I think it's such a low bar that, you know, and, and here's the thing, I recognize that, like four teams will have to hit that low bar right there has to be there has to be four of the worst teams um and and i just given given the talent on the bench get, you know even with the whole striker issue i think defensively we're a sound team um it yeah it yeah i would be shocked if we don't don't make the playoffs i don't know yeah. if i call if i'd call that success but that's kind of like the barometer for a, a good time this year um, yeah, I mean, you you bring up some interesting points about like the assets that a lot of teams have invested in. I, I do think RSL is, you know, probably getting to the realization that, um, hey, it might might be time to you know kind of pay up a big old transfer, maybe not a big old transfer fee, but a transfer fee, you know, for a proper striker that will actually play. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's. I am I am less. You know, let's just go with the flow about the season and the team. Than you are.
1: Yes. Yeah. No. I can. I can totally see that. Understand it. I hear that in your voice and the words that you're saying. And to clarify, when I said let's figure out the number nine situation, that is part of the question that I need answered. Do we go out? And again, if I'm a GM, I need this question answered more than me as a fan. Am I going? It, am I dealing with the kind of team? and team structure here where i need to go out and get a 5 million dollar striker from brazil argentina germany mexico wherever right i would i would really make sure they actually plays if i do that or do we figure out with a kind of team where we don't need that five i don't, I don't want to go to 10 let's not you know let's let's not get ahead of ourselves here. million dollar striker that will do that for me. If I don't know that answer by the end of this season, right. that's part of it not being a successful season. So I would much rather have a bad season and know the answer to that question and the goalie question right? than make the playoffs, barely, and not know what we're doing next year.
0: Yeah, I, I, and I feel like, just to be clear, I, I agree, there is some personnel who plays where who are we getting rid of? Because the roster is, you know, full at the moment. There are some questions that need to be answered. Obviously, yeah. um, so so uh, Andy Larson, he's um, he is a, a reporter, uh, NBA, you know, Utah Jazz primarily for the Tribune. I wanted to make sure I got the newspaper right. Andy Larson and I, we went to college together. Believe it or not, if by some miracle he's hearing this, uh, you know, shout out to the scooter kid. If he'll he'll know what that means um so i hope so because i have no idea what the hell you're talking about i mean he literally just like rode around campus on a scooter like everywhere he went and he kind of got it now i know yeah
1: there goes your inside joke buddy whatever go ahead right anyway
0: um so he came out he did a little tweet thing and it was it was basically it was mls teams ranked by like total market value and RSL Nation had, you know, obviously him being a local reporter, he kind of did, he covered some of the some of the footy games for MLS's back. Real Salt Lake came in at the bottom, like dead last. Um, and it's you know, it's one of those things
1: where. Oh, no, let's clarify before you keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, market value. What does that mean?
0: So, and and that's the part we actually ended up commenting on this on the actual post. Like everyone's, you know, like freaking out about this. So it's the total market value for TransferMarkt, uh, transfermarkt TransferMarkt.us specifically. Um, For for those of you that, you know, aren't checking soccer websites multiple times every hour, TransferMarkt is literally like a big, essentially a database of more or less every professional and I think semi-professional soccer player in the world, what club they play for, position, you know stats and then they do have this and it's 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 an estimated uh market value metric it's what a lot of people use. we've even referenced it on this podcast and on the page before but it's it's i think it's very important to point out for the sake of this whole story it's that so it's, it's basically
1: an sorry be- before you move on so it's basically an est well okay you' were gonna say that it's an estimate of a player's presumed value on the transfer market right and that is based super, on historical yes. numbers
0: based on a bunch of stuff and i looked into what a bunch of stuff is and uh a, 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 the way the way it works is they track the sale value or the transfer fee from team to team as kind of a really big reference point uh Historically, right? So if a guy sold for seven million and now he's getting a bunch of minutes and he's scoring goals, his seven million now might be closer to eight. That's all fine and dandy when you are, you know, transferring from one professional club to another professional club. But I was looking at RSL's roster and there are there were eleven guys whose previous club was the real monarchs. I'm going to go ahead and save you the, you know, the act of doing the research. But those transfer fees were very low going from Real Monarchs to Real Salt Lake. There were a couple of guys whose transfers were colleges or, you know, semi-professional teams right after college. Um, Like one of the highest values is Miram, And that's because he's actually coming from a transfer from Atlanta Um, or or he's he's got some of those transfer fees that Atlanta paid for him. Um, and Orlando, I should say, so that that kind of like it, it's a good estimator and it's a good discussion. But like they literally use metrics like popularity and and to, to say it's inexact would be an understatement. Yeah, and I'm not I'm not bringing this up to rag on Andy or anyone that like saw this tweet and was like, oh man, we're really in trouble. I I, I just think it's a good, I think it's a good indicator of. RSL's you know, philosophy being, being that philosophy of, hey, we're going to go get the young guys from the academy and from the monarchs and it's going to be youth and we're going to grow organically. But that's also going to make your overall team value appear very low until you sell those guys on.
1: So basically, let me rephrase this because I have a huge bone to pick with whoever thinks this is a bad thing. What you're telling me is that based on market perceived market value, whether, let's not debate whether it's correct or incorrect perceived market value, because it's perceived.
0: I mean, right? it's not, it's no, because it, it's not wrong the same way. Like the metrics that they look at will naturally favor somebody like an LAFC or an Atlanta United. Of course,
1: of course. But there is, you know, in the real world, that is a thing. Popularity is a thing. There is a reason. Paris Saint-Germain paid $250 million for Neymar, right? Right. Is he worth $250 million as a player? No. But as a marketing asset? Hell yeah. They probably made their money back in six months, right? So there is, there's that. There's popularity, all these other silly things you mentioned. Um, but I don't. my bone to pick here is why is anyone freaking out? I used to be in vendor management. I used to be a negotiator. I used to negotiate for a living. You know what's the biggest, absolutely biggest compliment anyone can pay me? in data is to say now you are 10% of this company's business and you represent 6% of their revenue, right? That means you're getting a lower per cost. That's the ultimate success, not the ultimate, there's more than that, but that's just from a money perspective, the ultimate success there. I feel like we've been a decent team over the last couple of years, made the playoffs, even made it past the first round at least once. Right. Th- this should be a, a a notch on our belt. This is a thing to be proud about. This is a thing yeah. to say. I mean,
0: I would agree if we had anything to show for it. Ult- ultimately, you you could. I mean, just to play devil's advocate, say we're just the most creative loser, right? Because ult- ultimately, when it's all said that's and done, every
1: every single it, right. season, all teams but one. Exactly. Right. But that's
0: the nature of the, yeah. that's the nature of the league. So I get what you're getting at i i do i think you're reading into the wrong like like I don't think rSL is i i don't think they were the most expensive club by any stretch of the imagination, but I think this transfer value specifically like what you can get for guys it, it it's so it's such a gross miscalculation that i i i think even taking it as a compliment is it it's a it's a fake number it doesn't represent the thing well i didn't it's representing. I,
1: I i i said i didn't understand why people because you said some people were like upset about it or whatever like i don't get that that's why i was countering with that i said if anything it would be a compliment to me i remember about two or three years ago you and i actually sat down and did some calculations because this was right after the uh salary numbers came out that year and we were towards the top of the of the group, it must have been more than two or three years ago. Uh, towards the top of the Western Conference, and we literally calculated how many how many dollars we spent on salaries for the year, and then how yep. many points we earned, and we did a calculation of points per yep. money or the Point, other way points around, per dollar. money. Per, yes, and we were like number one or two in the league, right, right. Except those were more real numbers, right? This is just assuming because someone's market value is whatever the hell someone's going to pay for them, right? So these are right. There's that. assumed values. Um, but I, I personally, look, this is why I keep bringing this up probably every, well, at least every other, if not every podcast we do. We are Real Salt Lake out of Salt Lake City, Utah. We play in Sandy at Rio Tinto Stadium with a capacity of just shy of 20,000. But for some reason, we can get like 20500 once in a while. Totally different question. Like, how the hell does that happen? Why is that not capacity then? But we're not LAFC. Where we do not have 18 million people in our suburb areas. We do not have the market share that some of these other teams have. We cannot buy seven, eight, nine, $10 million players and make our money back on them unless we absolutely are winning, right? In which case, you're just taking a huge gamble. SKC, man, if that, that gamble, that's a gamble, what they just did with that guy. I forget his name. What's his name? The $10 million guy from Mexico. Pulido. Alan Polito. If they win, they absolutely hit the jackpot, right? Because now they, come, they become sexy nationally. Everyone wants to watch them. Their market share goes up, all that stuff, right? If they, if they do anything other than win, no one's going to care. This is a huge gamble they're taking, in my business opinion. Not soccer opinion, right? But anyways,
0: I mean, from a soccer standpoint, that, you could. I mean, we gotta address that. From a soccer standpoint, you could argue that you're the reason you're paying is to remove some of that uncertainty. Like, I'm I'm looking yeah. at Jason Ramirez, and he's obviously no Alan Polito, but with that, you know, we've got a DP now that isn't playing regularly, like and. You know, had we paid more, maybe we would have been able to remove some of that uncertainty.
1: I think SKC bet the company on Polito. Not literally, but they bet the company on Polito. I
0: mean, I think do they bet, think, the, you,
1: they bet you, their you, year on it. Do you know? Do you I, think we bet the company or the year on Ramirez?
0: Um, no, but we were never going to have a fantastic year anyway.
1: When they what's their I I don't know the numbers right now, but I know that like they paid ten million Mm dollars, roughly. Um not not in salary. (laughs) Right, in transfer fee. A transfer fee. Right, for the privilege of paying him money, yes. And their previous highest transfer fee payment was like one five or something? Was it two? Yeah, I I I think I I read read, I think I read somewhere like all of their previous transfer fees combined are, are about what they paid for him.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. I think the joke is, uh, you can, you can pay for like the last four SKC teams with this guy's transfer <laughs> fee. So
1: how can you, I mean, either he, the owners were cheap before or they're risking a lot now. It, it's one or the other. It's just that both don't make sense. At the end of the day, you have to fund your team, you have to fund your club. I respect Deloitte Hansen. By the way, I will never understand, well, I will understand why some of our fan base is crazy about Deloitte out, worst owner in the league. Dude, who the hell else was gonna keep a team in Salt Lake City, right? Their revenue is like three to four to $5 million a year and his expenses are like above that. He has to build a team that's sustainable. So this is why we're not gonna pay $10 million for someone because how is he gonna make it back, right? At current rates, it's gonna take him three to four years to make the 10 million back. That's not accounting for everyone else's salaries and regular operating costs, right? And this new dude's salary. Like, the math just doesn't add up. Some of these people's math doesn't yeah, add up. Yeah,
0: I mean, I, I think if you're buying a soccer club to make money, there are better – I mean, maybe not an MLS because I think it's a it's a growth opportunity. But it, it's – you know, I don't, I don't think you get somebody like an Alan Polito thinking, like, hey, we're going to, you know, make money in the year-to-year on this. I think you're also underestimating the whole, like, they're going to sell that guy for some point, and they're going to ask for a transfer fee. North of 10 million. Um, Right. If
1: that's the gamble.
0: Yeah. I mean, for like, you know, I'm not here to wish injury on anybody, but yes, tomorrow this dude could like slip down the stairs and like blow out his ACL could absolutely or,
1: or or he could just have a couple of bad years.
0: Right. He could, but that's literally true of everybody. By that, by that, by that logic, you should just go to Olympus high school and just get, you know get the get the high school team to come out and play for you because a any one of them could potentially have a fantastic year or could potentially have a abysmal year, but you're you're paying them much less you know by by your logic, there's the incentive of removing that risk of like the history that this guy has, and you can see the value he's brought historically like yes, he could have a couple of bad years, but it's also very likely that he keeps being performing at the level that he's performing at.
1: Yes, they can cut. They they can at some point cut some of their losses. You're absolutely right. But you know what? I would like to figure out. You're talking about success metrics by the end of this season. Whether or not we are gonna be the kind of team that needs that guy, that player, and man, he is. Playing his money's worth, I would say. Right, all scored. the games I watched him play. Holy
0: yeah. cow! Scored, scored, or assisted on every single SKC game thus far.
1: He is he 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 can do one thing, one thing only, and he's really good at it. <laughs> that's create goals, whether he scores them or assists on them. I mean, that's right. that that's just a dream investment. At the end of the For day, sure. you don't want this kind of year on it. But uh, no, by the way, I know that you and I have both watched our cell games where we were like, why don't we just put Olympus High School team out there and uh, <laughs> And, and see,
0: just to be see clear, that. the reason we're picking on Olympus High School is because we're both, both yes. alum. So yeah, <laughs> it's not like we just picked a random high school in the valley. I'm just like, we're just going to rag on these dudes.
1: And I played. I played for multiple
0: years. You did. You did. So we're coming up north of an hour and you yeah. have an actual game this weekend. Yep. um it's probably one of the easier matchups in in I our phase one
1: that far but yeah go ahead no no
0: not easy but it's easier oh, than yeah, the yeah. other teams got it right
1: um i think it's i think it's a worst case scenario it's it's easier than lafc on paper just on right. paper it's easier than lafc or portland or seattle or, or minnesota. minnesota yeah for sure uh, yeah yeah okay I, and as
0: far and as far as actual vent uh, like actual games go, I think the Colorado home game is the only other game yeah. that's actually going to be easier. So it's Colorado away. I think these guys will have everything to play for, and that scares me.
1: Colorado is currently in seventh with seven points, having played five games.
0: Right, but a, a, in, a good portion of that seven points comes from their two wins at the start
1: of the year. Yep, um, RSL is currently ninth with six points and five games played, so we're one point behind them, basically. Um, two places behind them, at one point. This is this is you know why it's it's still early season. We have to <laughs> we have to remember this is game six technically of the right. season, right? Right. Um, no, you're right. I mean, Colorado, I think. In the first two games at the MLS is back or the Corona Cup was just absolute shite. Excuse my Irish. What is it? Welsh. Who uses shite? Excuse yeah, my British. I think, I, think, I think it's the 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 UK in general. It's one of the Brits. Yeah. Um, they were complete BS. Yeah. They, until they their were last game. And their last game. Who were they playing? Last game was Minnesota. Minnesota? Yeah, mm-hmm. Minnesota. Man, they showed up. I mean, I'm, they showed up. I mean,
0: I, I would say even that SKC game when they were, like, let's let's be clear. They ended up getting two reds, I think, yeah. and a, yeah. a penalty against them. They still managed to equalize being down two guys. But
1: like, Kai Kamara, or as he calls himself, Special K, is no joke. That's that number nine we need. I hate to say this, but, geez if, man, if I'm running RSL, like, I hope – I hope they know when his contract runs out. If homies was ready to go to the Rapids, he'll come to RSL.
0: I mean, he's right? going to be like 36 by the time that contract's over, I think. Cause he's That's already
1: fine. I mean, I'm talking tomorrow? next, I'm, I'm, I'm talking next year. I'm not talking like in three years from now, because whatever he is, he is man. He is out there. He's performing. Speaking of a guy who can do one thing only, but do it really well. That dude scares me. Never yeah. liked him never liked him well okay maybe 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 secretly i've always liked him because he's a cocky bastard right 35 years Um, old by the way yeah that's fine he could be 94 i mean if he's doing what he just did in orlando in those three games that i watched doesn't matter um so i i I, I didn't literally mean kai kamara i mean like one like him right yes he's a proven entity in the league right that's what we need up there um, anyways, yeah, I'm I'm a little scared about this. I think Colorado's coming out guns blazing. They complete. They were one of the uh, dark horses in the uh, uh, Orlando tournament or Corona Cup, and they completely disappointed. Absolutely yeah. disappointed. Right? But I they think were, some
0: of that was like the trendy cool pick. You know, it was
1: like all the MLS. You know. Yeah, but you don't Docker think I mean, I'm talking like, like no, well. nothing. Nothing they, in their ability has changed over the last few weeks. Right, but they right. were
0: always going to regress to you know normal. Like I would argue that the end of last year and the start of this year, they were still playing above, above their norm. Like it's, like think, that, that doesn't last.
1: I think they're better than what they showed in the first couple of games in Orlando. I think they're definitely significantly better than what they showed in the game against us, our opening game in Orlando we looked like freaking Brazil national team in 94 in that game. I know this is before your time, homie, I get it. You don't have to worry about it. But that's, we looked like we're gonna run the table the rest of the season. And I know you and I talked about it right after the game. Is it because we're so good or Colorado is so bad? Well, it turns out it was both, <laughs> right? We're, we are getting worse as time goes, and they were getting better because they played the worst game first, their best game last, just happened to be too late by that point, right? And for us, you know, vice versa. Um, I'm scared. I do not think Colorado is an easy game, especially Colorado away, especially Colorado just got their booties whooped by us a few weeks ago, got embarrassed on television. I have a bad feeling yeah,
0: I, I think last uh, episode when we actually like you know broke down the you know the schedule a little more, I ended up saying that I could see us winning both of the Colorado games. I yeah. I still think we could win this, but I don't I don't know I, I'm less less confident about it than I think I was last week.
1: I would like to know what RSL shows up right like is. Corona Cup Game One RSL showing up, right? Or is um, Corona Cup San Jose RSL showing up?
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, those are two very different teams, like literally on paper too, like two very different lineups. Um, I, I, you know, I think yeah. it's worth noting that RSL hasn't played a competitive game in what is it three weeks now? Two weeks? Two? Roughly three-ish weeks. Um, so, so I think they're going to come out like motivated to play this game. Um, I I think it's going to be the best possible starting 11, Um, you know, sans uh, uh, Kyle Beckerman, obviously for that red, which we won't get into. (laughs) So no Kyle Beckerman, but, you know, I I don't think that that's necessarily a, a huge loss in the midfield, assuming we, you know. Get the right guys. Well,
1: in so that's – so let me ask you this question. And I promise. Let, let's try to wrap this up because we're probably north of a lot of hours now. Um, sadly, and I'm extremely saddened to have to say this. I still think that ourselves cells' top or best starting 11 includes Kyle Beckerman. And it's not yeah. even close. It's not even close.
0: Yeah, I, I think he definitely brings like – and it's for those quote-unquote intangibles. I, and I think a lot of that is possible because of the guy next to him. You know, Everton just out there just chasing everything
1: down. Right, but 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 I get that. I get that. I, I'm not trying to – we don't have to dissect this because we, we have done this nine, 99 different times. That guy next to him is plays no matter who else.
0: Right. Plays yeah. the other position. For sure, right? I get that. I
1: it's still I, by far, not even close, I, I don't think the it's, best starting eleven.
0: Yeah, I don't think it's by far.
1: I I think
0: there's. I some mean, he's one there. of
1: eleven. So yeah, no, I I get what you're saying, but, but I feel a lot more comfortable Kyle starting over, even even Biesler. Yeah, a I lot mean, more.
0: I I I get what you're getting at. I feel like the San Jose game is just like still like etched in my memory. And yeah. Kyle with you know the handball and then the red card and then just you know trying to chase down like I, I think kyle i get what you're getting at i don't think it's obviously 90 minutes anymore i think he's a solid hour long you know run out and force some stuff get the team high, highly motivated and then go put in biesler
1: i um, get i get, I get that. i'm not even talking about tonight i'm talking about literally the starting 11 whether you take him yeah, off yeah I, I would rather have 15, him than yeah. not have him
0: correct i would yeah. agree with that yeah.
1: yeah all right so let's wrap it up Predictions, I think.
0: Um, I'm gonna say one zero us going with it. Nice,
1: three one Colorado. Ooh man, yeah, that's not good. Yeah, okay, got a yeah. really bad feeling about this one like, really bad. I mean,
0: I'm desperately hoping you are not right here.
1: Yeah, same here. Um, Trust
0: me. <laughs> like I, I, I get the hesitation. I really do. I think, I think Colorado is going to definitely come out with something to prove. But yeah, I don't know, man. Three-one. That's brutal. That's that's a beatdown.
1: You know, you know, you know. What my number one. Co- so speaking of sad things, when I said three-one Colorado, you know what my number one worry was. What? Where do we get the one from? Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah. That's that that's where that that uh, that's the place I'm in right now, homie.
0: Right. Who's who's actually going to score goals here?
1: Yeah. And yeah. how?
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, it, I and think again, it's... I
1: might, I might, I might still have the, I might still have the hangover from the San Jose game. Maybe. Maybe it's not even San Jose game. Who did we play last? Uh, it was uh, not Minnesota. SKC. The right. SKC. Maybe I'll just have a hangover from those last two.
0: Yeah, neither of those were very good performances. But again, you have
1: to remember what I said earlier. Uh, Yeah, there is an understatement. Um, What I said earlier is I want to make it a learning opportunity, and let's make sure we utilize whatever it is. I'm not mad if we do that. I feel like we didn't learn anything in those games.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, the San Jose game, especially, like, at that point, it's like, well, don't concede Penalties just, don't get reds. You yeah, know, play yeah. better. That's not really learning. That's
1: yeah. Didn't didn't identify a single player that would be good for us longer term, other than the ones we know, right? Right. We don't need to re realize that Albert is good for us, right? right. That the mirror is good for us. That Everton is good for us. Like we know that stuff. I right? I,
0: I I am a little higher on uh, Douglas Martinez i am af- after the yeah, tournament but yep. definitely not yep. i don't think he's like the guy like i don't think that's the long-term solution
1: i really don't yeah we'll see i would love to learn that by the end of the season see one of my two questions i would love to know that by the end of the season i think he's got the hallmarks of being one of the guys because oh, you have to remember i'm eating my words so far on um Corey baird i think Corey baird is a no-brainer starter I'm not sure what in the world he did during this COVID break on end in the off season, but he picked up a lot of skills that I did not see before. <laughs> right. Mostly yeah. like touch on the ball. I'm like, what is happening here? I mean I love it.
0: He still like, gets himself in like those really weird one on one situations where he comes out more often than not being the loser rather than the winner. Which that's frustrating. Yeah, but only- like we get the ball all the way up to the, you know, the touchline and then it's like, well, now you've played yourself yeah. into the corner, there's nowhere to go.
1: Yeah, but as an offensive player, you just need to be wrong uh, I mean right like once or twice. Yeah, right? As yeah, a defender, for sure. you have to be sure. right all the time. No, I just I've just uh, personally I you know you know my anyone who wants to listen, you know, a year ago, I was I hated Corey. I was like, Why is Corey playing? Corey playing makes no sense at all to me. Now, like holy cow, what happened in the last year? He's got I mean, he's got the same speed, the same kind of drive, the physicality he always had, right? that we have always loved about him, but always thought he liked the skill and he lacked the touch on the ball. And then something happened over the last year. He now seems to have it. So I'm willing to give Martinez the same chance, the same opportunity, but I don't want to start him on this journey next year. This is the throwaway year. This is the practice year. Give it to him right now. And then yeah. we know by the end of the year, this is provided, we have already decided that Johnson is not our guy.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think, I think that's pretty much, I think that's very clear. Like Johnson, for whatever reason, is not the guy. I, I think we just got to acknowledge that as a fact at this point. Um, I also, th- I think, you know, not to keep beating a dead horse here. I think you're right. You know, the kid deserves a few more chances and opportunities to prove himself. That being said, you know, there is a limit to that. Like, He's, yep. he's had the better portion of four games to be the guy and he has one goal to show for it. That's not exactly a, a winning ratio.
1: Yeah, but who scored more?
0: Right. right, and that's the thing. I don't think I don't yeah. I'm also of the opinion that the solution for that problem isn't on the team.
1: right. now. there's that there, there, there's that opportunity there, there's that possibility again, it was to, I, I, we don't need that signing right now, in my opinion. We need that signing by March of next year, and if he—if we can, even if he lose this game three-one, but I learned something. Let's say Martinez doesn't have to score a goal, but plays well. I'm like, okay, I can see why he would be the guy. That's it. Like that's all I need. Maybe maybe we figure out who that who that Beckerman replacement is, if he's on the team, right? Um, those those kinds of things. Anyways, we're going long. Anything else shall we wrap it up no
0: no we've go, we've got a game this weekend hopefully it it goes our way and uh, we'll we'll see you next week RSL nation
1: yeah buddy hey, take care. Adios. how you go? bye